What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. Hey, guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio. But when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, mfceo.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Big MX Radio podcast. I am your host, uh, Brad Gebhardt, as always, and thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate any time people take the time to listen to the podcast. If you're new, welcome to the podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to uh, the motocross community, uh, spreading just knowledge about the sport and uh, stories and just uh, sharing our passion for it. We absolutely love the sport and um, we, we cover Canadian stuff, we cover American stuff, and uh, we even talk about some stuff overseas. So, um, And if you have any requests as to stuff that you'd like to see us covering, uh, please shoot me an email, Brad Gebhardt at, uh, at g- gmail.com, and uh, also you can hit me up on uh, Instagram, bradgebhardt88. Um, so uh, this episode is um, dedicated to... Blackfoot Direct. We have uh, Dean Thompson coming on just shortly here, and uh, he's a really special guest, uh, a guy who uh, is basically the big boss, the hot sauce over at Blackfoot Direct in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. It's a uh, a dealer that uh, they do a ton of great work within uh, that community. Of course, if you don't already know, Calgary's uh, and, and southern Alberta's motocross community is very vibrant. They've got a ton of great pros that come out of that area uh, just because they have the facilities. They have uh, also a little bit more moderate temperatures uh, throughout the season. Uh, they also have the mountains not too far off. So a very kind of uh, off-road culture uh, out that way. And uh, a guy like Dean is definitely someone who is uh, integral in cultivating uh, that community and, and just the wellness of that. So I thought it was really uh, important to have him on. Uh, of course, uh, if you don't already know, uh, Blackfoot Direct uh, deals in Husqvarna, uh, as well as Beta uh, Timber Sled Stasis, and uh, you can also find some pre-owned uh, uh, motocross uh, bikes, and uh, I guess uh, some, sorry, some some Betas as well. Um, so uh, I, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, my friends over at Husqvarna Canada, as well as uh, KTM Canada. Huge shout out to Adrian over at, uh, at KTM Canada. Just such a great friend of mine who uh, has said so many, so many nice words and really keeps me going uh, when I'm working on this stuff. And uh, uh, those guys have been always so kind to me uh, over the years. So a uh, uh, huge shout out to Adrian and, uh, and uh, Allison, as well as uh, my buddy Bruce over at uh, Husqvarna and KTM Canada. Um, I'm really looking forward to having uh, Dean on here. He is a well of knowledge and he's super passionate about the sport. Uh, we were supposed to do this podcast yesterday, but uh, the guy's pulling double duty. He's, he's got a, a short staff over at Blackbrook Direct this week, uh, and he was able to uh, to uh, put the, the nose to the grindstone and, and really make something special happen. So uh, I'm really excited to have him on. As I said earlier, uh, if you have any uh, questions or if you have any requests and see who you'd like to put on the podcast, and the guy's like, oh, you got to get this guy on for an interview, shoot me a text or shoot me a text. Shoot, shoot me an email, bradgebhart88 at, uh, at gmail.com, as well as uh, you can hit me up in the direct messages on I, on uh, Instagram, which is either uh, bradgebhart88, or you can go straight through the show page, which is Big MX Radio. 
Uh, as always, thanks so much for listening to the Big MX Radio podcast. We do these shows uh, for you, the listeners, and uh, more input is uh, is appreciated. Uh, huge shout out to FMF, um, Donnie Emler Jr. inking a, a multi-year deal with Husqvarna, uh, Rockstar Husqvarna. Um, for uh, the foreseeable future, you'll see uh, all of their uh, athletes rocking the uh, the FMF exhaust systems and uh, brand new for 2019. The Fast House motocross gear is out. It's released. It's uh, we're right on the cusp of the uh, the Day in the Dirt, the 21st annual uh, Day in the Dirt coming up here. And if you haven't gone to thefasthouse.com yet to check out their new gear, you have to. Uh, whether it be their brand new uh, partnership with Bell Helmets, those absolutely gorgeous Bell Helmets are for sale, and they are so sick. I got to get me set myself at least one of those. Um, and uh, as far as the catalog, like I don't, I don't care who you are. Um, you, you, there's something in their catalog for everybody. It's absolutely gorgeous gear. The fit and finish of Fast House gear is possibly up there with any other brand. I've had the same pair of Fast House pants. Uh, my blue set for two years, not a rip, not a tear, no scuffing on those things, and uh, I ride quite a bit. So uh, yeah, check those guys out, thefasthouse.com, and uh, while you're on the internet, you might as well pop on over to the collective experience. If you were listening, if you're a listener to this podcast, you know our good friend Dave Drakes at the Collective Experience is uh, making a huge push to uh, get fans as close to the sport as humanly possible, and he does a great job of it. Um, the, the the program that they've run, the, the, the Collective Experience, is a, a program like no other, really. You're not going to be able to get as close to a, a top-level rider uh, as uh, as the collective experience offers, like yeah, like uh, I know Chad Reed did his experience last year, um, but I highly doubt that uh, he had fans uh, filming his uh, riding sessions and he wasn't going over those sessions with those people. That's exactly the types of things that you'll be able to do with the collective experience. Uh, you'll be filming a guy like AJ Catanzaro uh, in in his uh, practice sessions, and then you and AJ can go over some lines and see where he can go a little faster here and there most likely in the corners, and uh, yeah, uh, check it out, The Collective Experience, thecollectivexp.com, and I believe that's uh, The Collective EX on Instagram, because he likes to confuse people, shout out to Dave Drakes, all right, let's get this podcast started, Dean Thompson here on the Big MX Radio Podcast, thanks for listening. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by FMF. You can find FMF uh, exhaust systems on the Rockstar Husky team for the foreseeable future, inking a deal for the two, through 2021. Very exciting news. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, here on the Big MX Radio Podcast brought to you by the Fast House as well as the Collective Experience. With us on the line, we've got owner and general manager of Blackfoot Direct, Dean Thompson, on the podcast. Dean, how are you this beautiful Friday morning? I'm doing great. A little chilly here in uh, Calgary, but other than that, uh, getting ready for the snow season on the timber sleds, I guess. 
Absolutely. Locked and loaded. But, uh, of course, uh, we're, we're calling beautiful uh, Calgary, Alberta. So I uh, wouldn't be surprised if you guys get some pretty nice weather to still and continue to enjoy your motorcycles uh, in, into the December months. Uh, something that you guys get to enjoy that we don't here in Manitoba. You see the odd motorcycle out uh, in now, maybe not in these particular temperatures, but November, every once in a while, you'll see a motorcycle out there for a very brave soul. But uh, and and that's something that you'd be actually uh, quite uh, uh, familiar with because uh, you're a transplanted Calgarian originally from this uh, this end of town. You're uh, you're a Winnipegger. That's right, actually. Yeah, yeah. I was born and raised in East Caledonian. So um, yeah, I've been there. Uh, I moved out here in 2000, and I still have very fond memories of Winnipeg growing up there and the various things, especially riding out in the sand out in Seddon's Corner and Beaujolais and Garvin oh, wow. Pits. Lots yes. of good times. We don't have the sand, so I really miss the sand. Absolutely. No, the, the Winnipeg and Manitoba known for, uh, like, well, first of all, like uh, blue, blue glue of clay, clay that, uh, that'll eat up uh, tires faster than anything else, but also bottomless beach sand, whether you're, uh, you're going out to uh, hunts out in uh, um, uh, Porters La Prairie, or if you're going to Seddon's Corner early in the season or super late in the season, basically the only two places that are rideable uh, in either the late fall or early spring in Manitoba. Uh, you're a guy who's extremely passionate about the sport of motocross and, and now serve as uh, GM over at, uh, at Blackfoot Direct, a, a position that you've, had, you've held for a number of years now, um, like before we we get into uh, Blackfoot Direct and all the amazing things that you guys have going on over there, let's spin the clocks back. Let's go all the way back to um, your introduction to throttle therapy, to smelling race fuel for the first time, pre-mix thirty-two to one. Tell me that story. Yeah, exactly. I remember the old Super M deal days running yes, uh, the pre-mix. Yeah, so I mean, my background, I you know, I got a I got a motorcycle at a very early age. My first bike was a DS50 with my dad. He nice. bought one one day and said, "This is something that we're going to do as father and son." And we rode at an early age out in the Garvin pits there. Um, did that for some time, and Dad sold the bike on me when I was uh, ready to go on to the next level uh, of of size. Unfortunately, so I had a bit of a void. Um, and once I got into my teen years, I got myself my first uh, full-size bike, a CR125, and you're right, two-stroke uh, for many, many, many years, um, and rode and rode and rode, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's my background, and it's funny because I actually um, got uh, my first four-stroke. One of the bikes I looked at was... Uh, good old kim hood's bike i remember it was advertised uh ri ridden only on sundays by an old man and i went to look at it and i'm like okay i know yeah, who this uh, guy current, is so. at that time current pro racer uh um, yeah I, you probably bro brought, bought the bike that he broke his leg on in 2000 or 2001 yeah actually you know what it was 19 it was a 1998 yz 400 so oh, wow. it would have been uh in 1999 is when i, okay. I would have been looking at it so yeah it was uh so that was it right before, and I brought that. I didn't buy his bike. I did buy another one, but I did. Uh, that was my introduction to four strokes, and uh, I was addicted ever since then. So, um, uh, yeah, I've been uh, been riding riding for a long, long time, and uh, this is definitely a passion that I was able, luckily, to turn it into a career. For sure, like when uh, let's uh, um, that first bike that you purchased, the CR125. What year is that bike, and what did you have to go through to save up the cash for it? 
Yeah, I mean, I did, you know, paper routes and collected whatever I need to do to sell. I was a little bit of an entrepreneur as a kid. Uh, I like it. From, from, get, from manufacturing ninja stars and selling them in the school, which got me into some trouble, but it did make me some money. So whatever needed to be done to kind of scrape up some money. And, uh, yeah, I bought my first bike, which was a 19... What was it? I think it was an 87, 87 CR125 was uh, yeah. was the one that I got for my first full size. Yeah, fair enough, and and, and no doubt mm-hmm. uh, chasing around guys like uh, a young and much thinner Steve Mathis. Uh, of course, uh, you guys both uh, uh, are are you both uh, East Kildonan Kodiaks or what? Yeah, he he went to the same school, but uh, we were. I used to go to, he had his little shop over by uh, McLeod Trail, Steve Cycle. Steve Cycle, yes. So, which his dad, yeah, him and his dad used to run. So we used to go in there. And I remember when, I remember the day when he got, uh, what year was that? 1992 when Honda went over to the fluorescent plastic. I remember he had a 125 and a 250 on the floor. And I was the most jealous guy in the neighborhood thinking, <laughs> man, that'd be so nice to have those fresh bikes. And yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So we just right down the street. So ran it. Ran a little bit in the circles. I mean, uh, didn't really, yeah, like he had his shop and we, we used to kind of go over there when we used to go to Fiesta Foods right across the street. So I'm sure that, uh, a lot of people remember that in that area. No kidding. All the, all the Winnipeggers right now having flashbacks, if you're listening, and uh, the stories of, yeah, like Kim Hood, Ken Bentley, all those guys back in the day. But if you're listening all that all the way down in Southern California, you're probably scratching your head. Uh, but, uh, um, we, we thank you for uh, uh, making some time for the podcast. So, um, obviously, anytime that someone gets uh, wants a job, wants a career in the sport of motocross, in the industry of motocross, the first thing you have to have is passion for it. This is a passion-driven sport. This is a, a sport that uh, makes us uh, empty our wallets when we probably shouldn't. When it makes us uh, work a job that maybe we don't absolutely love, uh, so that we can uh, uh, do the things we love to do on the weekends. Um, where does that passion sort of run for you? Where does that get cultivated, and uh, how does that turn itself into uh, being a partner and uh, and general manager of Blackfoot Direct? Yeah, that's exactly. Like, I mean, my dad was an entrepreneur. He ran his own company. Okay. Um, basically showed me that the only way that you get anything where you want to go is based off hard work. No one's going to give you something until you deserve it. So I, uh, you know, I, I worked hard in school. Uh, I, you know, once I graduated high school, I realized I didn't know what I wanted to do. So uh went back to school and figured the right thing to do was get do something in business. So I went and got my, uh, my certified management accountant degree, which is now a CPA. They changed it again on us. So, uh, so a CPA, CMA. So, um, you know, working downtown, crunching numbers, working at a CA firm and doing all that kind of stuff and quickly realized that, uh, that was not my calling. Um, okay. it, uh, I, I got a lot of good, good information and uh, I learned a lot of things, but, uh, I got to a point in my life, some things had changed and I thought, you know what, I'm going to do something that I love. And one thing I always loved was motorcycles. So I saw a posting on Blackfoot Motorsports that was asking for a, a, a team coordinator for the race team. I'm like, that would be the coolest job ever. It just required bookkeeping, <laughs> very simple processes, uh, booking plane tickets, you know, miscellaneous things. So I thought, you know what, I just I just finished uh, a job where I got a package and I was in a position where I didn't really necessarily have to go pounding doors to to get going right away. 
and I was young enough that uh, I didn't have a ton of expenses. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to follow something, do something that I want, even if it's for a year. Rather than sitting at home, I'm going to uh, go and do something that I like. So when I applied, Jason Mitchell gave me a call. Uh, said, are you sure this is something that you want to do? It sounds like you're overqualified for the position based on your resume. And I said, I don't care. I said, I just want to do something that's fun. And this is what I love, and uh, let me just come on down. So I sat in a boardroom with Jason Mitchell and Joe Skid from Blackfoot Racing. So wow. I didn't even know who Joe Skid was. I had this guy who came running up to me and said, hey, I'm Joe Skid. And I kind of chuckled and said, okay. I said, you is that really your name? And he said, yes, it is. And I was like, okay. All right, so it's this funny is, now. You know, this... <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, we sat down and we talked, and uh, I told him, I said, I know that, you know, this is something I love to do, and if there's an opportunity for me to help out, I said, I don't even care about the money. I just, uh, I'll, the money will come if I show that I'm worth something. Um, but right now, let's just have some fun, and I, I know I can help you guys out, and it's something that I think I would love to do, and it'd be an asset to you guys, and hopefully you see the same thing, and let's try it out. And they called back, and next thing you know, I'm I'm working there, and I'm doing the things, and we're uh, we're building, you know, building the team together. And, uh, you know, both Joe Skid gave me tons and tons and tons of knowledge in regards to racing at a professional level. I mean, he has so much history. And Jason Mitchell, obviously creating, you know, putting Blackfoot uh, on the world map, uh, especially in the U.S. for racing as well. So I was I was surrounded by very very positive influence people with tons of knowledge and tons of connections, and uh, you know I just thrived and I loved it because it was a passion I love, and uh, I just continued moving through racing. As you know, I mean we went from Hondas. Ended that deal in 2006, yep. transferred over to Yamaha's up until 2011, and I was lucky enough to be involved in many of the negotiations along the way and, uh, you know, became team manager the last little while um, and negotiated contracts with the Red Bull and, and, and renegotiated with Yamaha and signed riders and, you know, been able to do a lot of different cool things, you know, from standing in the line getting autographs of these riders in the past to, them asking me for my autograph in the in the name of signing their checks uh, was pretty cool. That it is, and, and uh, in a lot of ways, uh, Blackfoot uh, set the standard for a, an era in Canadian motocross or in motocross in in general um, to be that uh, like that next level team, the, the team that literally nobody else had much. Um, like they had a hard time competing with, to be completely honest. And it was at a time when motocross in general was kind of at its height. We happened to have uh, one of the the most dominant um, and arguably the 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 one of the greatest Canadian racers of all time uh, on the team. And then shortly thereafter, one of the other greatest uh, Canadian racers of all time would join on the two fifty uh, side of things. Um, like uh, th this is the kind of a, a iconic. Um, like groundbreaking uh, team to have in Canada. Of course, everyone remembers uh, JSR coming back um, to to professional racing in Canada, uh, wearing the number twenty, uh, beating everybody down weekend after weekend after weekend, including one mm -hmm. particular race at Grunthal where I think he uh, lapped um, one of the uh, current FXR uh, marketing guys, Matt Ham, twice. Uh, Matt doesn't <laughs> seem to remember that uh, story the same way I do, but either way, um, it uh, it it was it was it was 
um, revolutionary. It, 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 it encapsulated a time, uh, you guys, whether it be uh, Donnie McGordy or uh, um, Mike Craig. Like it was the, the Blackfoot team absolutely put Canadian motocross on the map, set the standards, set the pace. And um, I got to think, I was thinking about this yesterday when I was uh, doing my meal prep, that uh, like they always say, uh, win on Sunday, sell on Monday. I kind of feel like a few of those wins on those Sundays can still turn into, uh, translate into into uh, sales on, uh, well, this is a Friday. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's no doubt that when we were on Honda's, you know, the Wild Rose Motocross Park was completely covered in red bikes. Like, yeah. there was every single person had a red bike. Every single year, we had a waiting list for everyone to buy the bikes, and everyone was on red bikes. And, you know, ironically, we switched over to Yamaha in 2007, and, uh, you know, that those those Hondas were gone. Um, they weren't anywhere to be seen. Um, Honda decided they wanted to create these powerhouses and completely lost their roots in racing and and i mean both south of the border and here honda was pretty much extinct anywhere in the racing world um they were gone and it was all completely replaced by by blue bikes i'm not saying that that's because of what we did or anything like that but uh there's got to be some sort of core there's some sort of correlation in regard to that yeah. And, uh, and, and I mean, there's, there's, there's definitely that. So racing has a pretty important factor. I'm still passionate about racing. You know, we get in a lot of meetings with the manufacturers and sometimes they don't see the true value in racing, but there is definitely, there is definitely an influence when it comes to racing in regards to, uh, what sells the following week. And obviously I think a big portion of that comes from, you know, having a strong dealer network and a dealer that has the same passion and those types of things that are, are there to nourish that and to promote that within the local community. And, and you know, honestly, if they sold Vespas, it'd probably Vespas if they felt like the right dealer was the one selling it. Absolutely, and uh, like as far as like I, I'm, I was a young guy uh, just watching and collecting those posters as a kid. Uh, of course, my my first race ever attended was the 1999 uh, first national at uh, Grunthal, where uh, I believe Doug DeHaan went. Uh, uh, either two one or or one one for the overall uh, aboard a uh, two wheel Kawasaki, um, but uh, um, like that period of time, it just seemed like uh, the dealership Blackfoot and the team were so synonymous that it was like they were one and the same. You know what I mean? They had like the championship bikes mm-hmm. up on display, and it almost seemed like, and I think this is something that you guys have sort of instilled within the brand. Uh, and maybe this is something that kind of comes from your core values is, um, the same performance that you'd see JSR, uh, uh, and, uh, Dusty Clatt, uh, giving on weekends was the same performance that, uh, the sales staff, uh, guys like, uh, um, Trevor Unger, who has sold tons of bikes, uh, through, through, uh, Blackfoot over the years as well as uh, the service staff, were giving that same performance um, that, that uh, they'd see the, the professional riders giving on weekends. Like, is, am, I, am I kind of on the right track there? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the, passion, the passion has to go through. And that's the thing that we did. Like, I mean, back to your point, it's all about hard work. I kind of look back now at, at some of the things that go on, and, and it seems like there's this emphasis on what can I get for free. Right. You know, race teams, race teams are more concerned about, you know, riding whatever, you know, whatever, whoever gives them the most pipes or whoever gives them the most tires, that's what they ride. But anything that we had on our motorcycle, any sponsor that you saw on the bike was, it was honestly a relationship that we wanted to have with our sponsors. 
you know, we had, you know, we had a long-term relationship with Michelin, with FMF, who's a sponsor of your show, actually, I just heard. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a lot of those sponsors that we had really long relationships with, and we really promoted those products at our shop because we said that those are what are on our bike, not because they gave the most to us, because it's our choice. Yes, you know, and, and, and we never, ever, ever sacrificed on having the right staff, hardworking staff, not staff that worked for cheap. You know, we paid to hire a guy like Joe Skid to work full time for us and we paid him well and he did a great job because of the fact at that time he was the he was the best guy for the job with the most experience and, and his suspension studies and chassis studies were done, but we paid money for it. Our motors that we got done, we paid to get our motors done. We worked and developed them with, you know, PR2, Jeff Pinehart, and, and a few others to make sure that we had the right products. But when it came, we never, ever slacked off any money that we got, which was always the largest budget. We spent every red dime of it to make sure we won championships. And that's what I don't think a lot of people see, how much hard work goes on behind the scenes and how much money that you need to spend in order to do a proper job to win. So, you know, we never cut corners, and uh, we always made sure – Everything was set up perfectly, and, and you know, a lot of times we weren't. Sometimes you know you look at it, and we were pretty serious at the track, but it was our job. You know, we we didn't care where the after party was. We were we were preparing for the next day, and that's uh, you know the, the only time you have success in anything in life, whether it's your job or racing or whatever. It's uh, what you put in is what you get out. Absolutely, it always seemed that you guys were more concerned with the uh, uh, the champagne after a championship rather than uh, the beers after round one, uh, and and that's uh, I think that kind of comes from the heartbeat of what's important to uh, the the powers that be. Uh, that I think that's um, like that long view is something that uh, you've always had, something that uh, you've kind of been steadfast with over the years. Um, where does that uh, mentality come from, and how do you keep it going over the years? Well, it's hard, and and to be completely honest, uh, that's that's why we almost ended the racing, and that's why we did end racing in 2011. It was a very, very high level of commitment um, from everyone on staff, from the truck driver, you know, many of the many of the people that were running the team, the core people that ran the team, you know, Andrew McLean, Joe Skid, myself. At you know, I wasn't right at the beginning, but towards the end, Jason Mitchell. We all put our heart and soul into racing, and. Uh, you know, winning championships and, and budgets being cut, and every time you win a budget, here's a 20% reduction in your budget because obviously you want it by that, so you can probably do it for less. Um, it, 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 it ran its toll, and it was a hard thing to maintain. I mean, you hear guys like Ricky Carmichael too, right? They just they, they went out on top because yep. they're just like, if I'm to cut any more corners, I'm, just, I'm not going to be successful anymore. So we came to a point where, you know, we put so much heart and soul into the team that unless we were going to continue to run it at that level, we were just decided not to run it anymore. So that's why we decided to get out of racing is just strictly because of the level of commitment it took. And, and we did it for so many times and, you know, won, uh, what was it, 16 or 17 championships over those years. Um, but to maintain that level and expectation from everyone, uh, you know, inconsistently, rather than getting raises at the end of the year, telling everyone they need to take a pay cut, uh, got to be difficult. So that's, that's pretty much what happened with it. But we focused our efforts and said, let's put that passion back into our dealership. And that's why, you know, we, I put my, I put my passion back into Blackfoot Direct and we started selling bikes. Uh, we started doing more service. We started, you know, 
promoting the products that we strongly believe through racing and all these types of things and, and, and try to be that go-to shop here in the Western Canadian area for anyone who wants to continue that passion more on an amateur level or a pro support level as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Like if I can't win by 30 seconds, I'm, I'm going to direct my, uh, uh, my attention elsewhere and, and to the benefit, uh, becomes a, a dealership that, uh, those in the Calgary area and, uh, I'll have you know that the, the, uh, um, like it, it's like all West, Western Canada wide. It's a, uh, a, a dealership that, uh, is looked to as kind of that, that benchmark, that, uh, the, that pace setter that I spoke of, um, that you guys have really been able to put that same amount of energy from the race program into this. And, uh, the, the end benefactor is, uh, is the consumer because you guys have been taking care of people for quite some time. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's, uh, it's going it, to, people have choices out there. I mean, you got all these internet companies popping up and you can go buy your pipes or this or that, you know, as long as, I mean, there's so much of things available for research, but to sit and walk into a shop and have staff that can walk you through the process to make sure you're buying the right, I mean, you know, people work hard for their money and, uh, it's very easy to get, you know, fooled into an ad that, you know, you see it everywhere and you go buy a product when there's a product that may not be, front and center in the in the magazines or on the banners on the website but it does much more of a superior job in regards to what you're doing and you know guys walking in and spending 1200 bucks on you know a certain product when they could have got their bike set up for the same amount of price and and not only gone faster but felt way more comfortable on the track so those are the types of services we try to offer the local riding community here and it's you know i'm not an internet whiz kid i didn't go to school i'm not a computer science guy so i don't have a fancy fancy website that uh you know has all these algorithms because of search engines pointing towards my site unfortunately i wish i did but we do have that passion and we do have that knowledge in every single person that works here if you don't ride a motorcycle and you have the same passion uh we don't even look at your resume there you go and whether it be uh the 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 staff coming in to work there or or the customers what what do you what would you say is the uh the um the experience that you're hoping people can uh, can can have when they they walk into Blackfoot Direct. What what are you what are you hoping they walk away with? And uh, if they're going to work there, uh, what are some of the core values that they need to bring uh, with them every day to work? Well, the, the customers it's a, it's a trust. Just like I said, like in regards to you know uh, a lot of these guys, especially kids who ride moto. You know they're a younger demographic. They they don't have a lot of disposable income. They come in and they want to buy something. You want to make sure that they're they're spending their money in the right area. You know a guy come in and it's so easy where someone can come in and ask for a part that you know you can just sell it to them and and, and you know make your money off it. But you know the guy's going to walk away. He's not going to be happy. So. I don't, I tell my staff and I don't do that. I'm like, you know what? You really should consider maybe this, you know, and gain the trust of the customer because it's so easy to sit there and, and crunch numbers on Excel spreadsheet and say, oh, you know, I'm making this margin on this product. So even though this product's better, I don't make as much money. So I don't want to stock that. I don't care if I only make like 10 bucks on a product. If it's the right product, that's the product we sell. And, you know, once you have that trust and, and with the customers and, and, and you're out there engaging with them, you know, in the local local rides and uh, at the track and doing these types of things, then, you know, you, you, you get that trust factor. And that's why I tell my customers, if you don't know it, don't fake it. So, you know, and, and we have and we have easily, we just, we basically defined, it's like, you know, you can go order, go to a restaurant and they give you a menu and it's five pages long. That's great. There's tons of selection. 
but half the time you're saying, what do you recommend or what's the special of the day? So we really try to pick the products that we have in our store, good, better, best. Um, we don't have cheap, you know. Uh, we don't we don't sell anything that's just kind of subpar that you're you're gonna break. We we've already pre-selected the products for you. So you know you want to buy a chain. There's three chains that we stock. You know you want to buy right. a tire. There's three tires we stock. You know there's there's applications and those are the types of things we try to we try to do the decisions for you. And when you walk away and you you take our advice, you're gonna come back and be happy with the decision that you made. And I think that's important. You know no different when I was a kid. You know my local skateboard shop. You know, uh, I went there because of the fact that those guys knew what they were doing and uh, I saw them at the local area and I had their trust and, you know, there was bigger shops around, but the staff didn't really know. You didn't have the confidence when you asked them a question, when you know more than the, the guy at the shop knew about a product, then you didn't really feel comfortable dropping your cash there, right? Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Big MX Radio Podcast. Let's take a minute to talk about a couple of the sponsors that make these podcasts possible. And honestly, let's also head over to blackfootdirect.com. This this website's so easy to navigate. Everything that I need for my motocross bike is right here. Tires, oil, gear, service. Heck, I'm going to go on the showroom floor and check out some brand new motorcycles for 2019 right now. On top of that, close that window. Let's head on over to thecollectivex.com and get an exclusive experience like no other with a professional motocross racer that you can't find anywhere else. The collective experience is how you get that. If you're going to go to the motocross track, if you're going to ride one of these beautiful Husqvarna motorcycles that we love so much, you got to do it in the best looking gear possible. And the only way to do that is to go to thefasthouse.com. The Fast House has the sickest gear. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your affiliation is. The Fast House has the gear for you. Like I've said in the past, if you got one set of black Fast House pants and five jerseys, uh, now you've got five sets of gear. It's always beautiful. I love it so much. The fit and finish of this gear is second to none. You guys got to check it out. Check out these this, uh, these commercials from both Fast House and FMF, and we'll get right back to this podcast with Dean Thompson. I hope you're enjoying it. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you again soon. We're going to do whatever we want, and if you're cool with it, you're cool with it. If you're not, then we're still going to do the thing. I can just let go. Put our middle fingers up with a smile and let it roll. not just go out there and train to be number one because it's more losers and winners in this world. I grew up in Newhall. That was 805. I got into this can. I said, that is a badass fucking can. The beer's even better inside. We have a band of brothers. They're different. They just like to have a good time and live life, have fun, and kill it. Fast house is nothing but fun. We all want to feel good. The average guy can go out there, throw down. do it my way and it's all that matters. It's not easy to do this shit. My girl's looking at me to support her and I've got a broken leg from dirt bike. You see a lot of people that fall out of it. 
It's all so based on results and being the winner. That mentality of the 60s, 70s, that's what we try to do is bring that back where it's not so serious. I don't really like the super competitiveness of it. I like to bring something that's more lighthearted. Probably all serious about it at one point and kind of realizing let's just have fun. That's what my old man did, and it just really resonated with me riding a dirt bike on that fine line of glory and disaster. Throw your leg over a bike and haul ass across the desert and feel free. 90% of people that own a motorcycle go out on the weekends and they just want to have fun. Can't ever take that for granted. Two wheels till the wheels fall off, man. Once I feel like you become a man, you know, you get off the track and you're exhausted. Just an ice cold beer, just nothing sounds better than that. This fast house crew is gonna break the mold how it used to be and maybe even then some. Since 1973, FMF has been about getting more out of riding motorcycles. More power, more wins, more fun. For 39 years, we've been rolling up our sleeves, building our factory, engineering and manufacturing the world's finest performance exhausts. Innovation in American craftsmanship makes FMF today's leader in performance. No, not at all. And, and, and you guys have been, been pretty steadfast with that, allowing uh, people to have that experience. And then from there, uh, word spreads like wildfire. Anytime that you have uh, exemplary uh sales uh, or uh, customer service, you're going to talk about it. You're going to be like, uh, you, not only when people are drooling over your brand new 2019 Husqvarna, you can, uh, it's like, yeah, I picked up this bike. I love it. On top of that, it was the, the, the most seamless sales experience I've ever experienced. And uh, I can't wait to, uh, to do it all over again. Yeah. I mean, we're not perfect. There's going to be times where we drop the ball and don't do it. But the most important thing is we try to be consistent, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, when you walk into our floor, we're in the process of moving to a new building with a larger floor. I mean, we're a very, very small shop. Like, yeah. we're 2,300 square feet a total shop. <laughs> we have, like, 900 square feet of showroom, but, you know, we consistently are our top dealer with Husqvarna, with Timber Sled, with Beta Motorcycles. I mean, we, we, we really work hard to be able to – we like to be smaller and tighter and more knowledgeable in regards to the products we sell. But – um you know, that's, to me, that's the most important thing is to be able to have the stuff in stock and, and, and to be able to do it. So when we have bikes on the floor, I mean, we have right now, we have a, a 2019 TC250 that's a full-blown rock star replica, oh, you know, it. after the straight rhythm with the two. I mean, it's, you know, full FMF, uh, raw factory pipe on it. Like, it's got, yeah, it's got everything on it, you know, cone valves and track shock and, you know, those are the things that customers, when they come into the shop, that's what they want to see. You can you can flip a magazine and see a stock bike all the time. So we always try to have a few things that make it a little bit different and exciting for people to come in when they're when they're browsing the showroom. For sure, and that's where uh, guys like myself who slag uh, concrete blocks all day long can go and have that escape that where we get to drool over the bikes, and uh, hopefully uh, I don't uh, get get any on that uh, beautiful TC250 you guys have there. And I did notice that it has a works or a, 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 the uh, uh, 
factory finish on that FMF exhaust system, which in, in my opinion is pretty much the only way to go as far as that goes, but I'm sure you guys have the nickel-plated ones as well. Um, yeah, as like, long as you have a can of WD-40 and scotch, right? So keep, hey, it, keep it looking good. I got that kind of time. It, like I, I, I would rather... Uh, I would rather pour uh, 25 minutes over my exhaust pipe over uh, pretty much any but anything else after a day of riding. Uh, yeah. I've often done it. Um, the funny thing about uh, when when you happen to like start speaking about that bike, there was a slight change in your voice. You're an enthusiast, my friend. You love this sport uh, as as much as anybody, and I think that's one of the keys to the secret sauce over at Blackfoot Direct is that uh, you get all kinds of uh, misty-eyed talking about these products and i think that's the passion necessary to uh uh help people buy stuff you know that's how i always used to approach uh retail sales that i was never selling things to people i was helping them buy it yeah absolutely like, i absolutely i love it my my staff gets ripped off at me all the time because every day the ups guy comes in the back and drops stuff off i'm like ripping through the boxes and like don't touch it until we receive it and i'm like yeah but that this is that box that's got the new so-and-so in it and i'm like i want to see it and it's like yeah. i've been doing this a long time and i still i still get super excited when i see the new product show up and i want to inspect it i want to see it i'm like go install it on a bike so we can see what the stuff looks like and you know let's get one on our test bike and let's go test the stuff out and see how it works like i mean just exactly like you said, I'm still just as excited as I was 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 five when I was five years old and got my DS50. So um, I don't work downtown. I don't have to show up in a suit. I don't have to worry about having enough calculator tape. I mean, I I'm surrounded by motorcycles and the smell of tires and the smell of fuel, and every single day is exciting. Sometimes I have to pinch myself and and realize that uh, you know it. It's, don't get caught up in the in the paperwork and the job stuff. That's always going to be there no matter what. But you know, there's a lot worse things I can be doing. And as I mentioned to you earlier, it's uh, a lot of a lot of guys like yourself slinging blocks and slinging drywall and and doing all. This is an escape when they come into the shop. And if you don't have that same passion, then it's so easy for someone to pick to go somewhere else. And uh, at the end of the day, that's why I do this is because I'm super super passionate about it. Um, and I hopefully will continue to maintain that. You know, I'm getting older and I don't bounce like I used to, so I'm getting involved more in dual sport and street bikes. I, you know, I went on, I went down to Baja, California last year and rode down to Cabo, and you know, things like nice. that are very, very exciting for me. And uh, I want to continue to always do those types of things. For sure, get that throttle therapy any way uh, you can, and uh, we could probably get into this for uh, for a whole other podcast, but the fact that um, off-road has taken a hold in Canada, in in the off-road, or the the dirt bike industry period, like there's a lot of people who, uh, myself included, would have never considered going into the trees, venturing off into an, an off-road race, and are now getting a little bit curious, getting a little bit um, more imaginative about the way they want to ride. Maybe that's because of uh, how many tracks have closed over the years, or maybe that's the, the fact that maybe off-road's a little bit cooler than we thought it was. Um, that, that, that That's something that maybe neither one of us would have said 10, 15 years ago. 
No, absolutely. When I first moved out here in 2000, I had my YZ400 that I told you about. Yep. Um, all my friends here, they all ran in the in the woods. None of them rode motocross. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, this is lame. Like, you're going to yeah, go ride in trails cool, with these bush walks. guards and baggy pants? Like, come on, man. My graphic kits are going to get scratched. This is stupid. Yeah. And I went with them, and I'm not going to lie. My first ride, I was like, this is the stupidest thing ever. Like, I could not get up this hill. I was bouncing all over the place. My bike was overheating. I kept falling. And these guys are like on these super slowed bikes and just annihilating me. And I'm like, I'm like, this is the dumbest thing ever. I'm throwing my bike down the side of the rocky hill saying, I'm out of here. I'm going back to the truck. This is ridiculous. But it's a whole other skill set. And it's a huge respect that I have for for guys you ride off-road. And it's a lot of fun, especially out here with the landscape we have. But, I mean, there's nothing like going to up the wild rows when – you know, Charlie and the crew at the Wild Rose have that bike, like, I mean, that track like chocolate cake and, you know, railing corners and, and hitting nice tabletop jumps. And, and so there's there's definitely, I still always have that passion. And, and like I said, you know, jumping on a jumping on a BMW and, and riding down, down to Baja and stuff like that. There's anything you can do to get yourself on a motorcycle. And I think that's the most important thing. There's people out there that have a passion for all types of riding. I think we need to support it. And the most important thing is that someone is riding a motorcycle of any type. You know, there's electric yeah. bikes out there. There's all types of things that are coming, and it's uh, it's all super exciting. For sure, I, no, no discriminate. Uh, we don't discriminate here on the Big MX Radio podcast, whether it's an Alta uh, electric bike or a Stasis uh, electric uh, mini bike, which which you guys uh, also have in your yeah, show, we sell those now too. Cool. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, electric uh, timber sled. If you're if you're getting your throttle therapy, ripping through the trees on the mountain, or if you're uh, out at uh, Wild Rose or uh, getting some uh, do it doing the motocross track. Actually, one of the coolest tracks. I don't know if you've ever been to it. Uh, was uh, Grand Prairie has a motocross track not far from where no. there's ski hill. And that track is A, super scenic and cool. B, I don't think I've ever seen rocks bigger than that in my life on a motocross track. Um, so <laughs> it had a combination. I think I was about 14 when I, when I went there. Uh, I was actually doing some freestyle skiing uh, training in the summer, uh, like maybe five minutes away. So my, my coach dropped me off there on a Saturday morning. But uh, yeah, super, super cool. But uh, it, it's interesting to hear that uh, over the years, you've uh, developed a, a, an appreciation for those, that skill set that you did not have once first showing up in Alberta. No, absolutely. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it, it's a very, very huge community out here. Uh, it's probably larger than the moto scene, um, just because we have a lot of access to the back country i mean right. it's a big concern for us with you know the the current situation where a lot of these areas are the land closures and that's why i think it's super responsible for us as dealers and riders to be able to make sure that you know we are responsible for a lot of the areas we ride and you know packing your pipes and you know riding in areas where you know you're not going to do as much damage i mean all those things are super important you know i remember back in winnipeg I lived on the power lines behind my house and I used to ride my dirt bike right there in the city limits and no one cared. Now you do that and it's like, you know, you committed murder. You know, people don't, people look at it completely different. So, you know, things have changed a lot. There's a lot of these types of stories, but, um, you know, access to it and supporting your local clubs and all these types of things. It sounds super cheesy. And when I was younger, I saw whatever you hear, but it is, it is really, really important. There's a lot of people out there that, are working really hard to keep these areas open, to keep our tracks. I mean, we have Wild Rose sitting right here. 
literally a stone's throw away from where I'm sitting right now. And, um, I mean, to have that opportunity is, is something that, you know, I always laugh. You hear people like, oh, the track wasn't groomed or watered properly. I'm like, dude, go back and live in Winnipeg where you got to drive two hours to go to your local track. And, and it's, not and it's got grass everywhere yeah. and uh, it's got one goat trail around it. And these guys, you know, complain about what we have, but it's uh, it's pretty special. And uh, we should all really appreciate any time we're able to go ride on a motorcycle. And, and you know, because, you know, things change. And people want you to stay home and play on your iPod, you know. So it's... Uh, we got to keep out there and burning fuel. Absolutely, yeah. No, uh, I was lucky enough to have my first uh, experience on a moto track uh, for for the only fact that uh, uh, the um, Altona's Raceway, Laguna Cross Raceway. I'm not sure sure if you would have raced there uh, back in the day, but uh, their fence was broken down just slightly, so I could my dad could par- uh, we could drive into the track and, and and get some time on a track that was completely unprepped, and we actually didn't know which way the track went when we first showed up, so I had to kind of like yeah. ride around a little bit to figure that out. Um, that that kind of goes to the uh, the the prep that I that I showed up to to experience, but uh, like throttle therapy is throttle therapy, regardless if you've got a, a figure eight track or a, like a perfectly mm-hmm. drift, dissed up wild rose. Um, it's uh, it, it's all about just getting that feeling that it just it stirs something up inside of you, and that's a feeling that can uh, um, like basically get you through whatever it can it can like uh after a day of riding like that feeling it carries with me for a number of days and uh to be responsible for that over like like you guys are at Blackfoot Direct allowing people to to get that therapy they need so they can like you said go sling drywall concrete blocks or go to that desk job that they don't need, uh have particularly love um that's an important thing and i think that uh, you guys are uh, providing a service like no other yeah, and that's why that's why I'm super excited to be aligned with a company like Husqvarna Motorcycles because they share that same passion. I yep. mean, um, a lot of the events that they put on, it doesn't matter what you're riding; they just want you to come involved. You know, the babes ride out motion. Like, I mean, I have uh, Lexi Pichel. She she works here at the shop too. I mean, she's in 2014. She won AMA championship in enduro cross. She's won tons of ice racing championships. She did you know offer the moto the moto last couple not this year but the last previous years. Um, you know, she's involved a lot in those types of things. Like, you know, we try to really engage in the community with a lot of special events and Husqvarna is super supportive, supportive of that. Their, their most important thing is getting people to ride motorcycles and it doesn't matter what you ride. And I think that it's really, really cool to be associated with a company like that. And, uh, that has the same passion that we have. They're not, I mean, everyone's corporate. You got, you got things that you have to meet, but at the end of the day, the most important thing is, uh, people having fun on motorcycles. And uh, we're, we feel very special to be able to be associated with a company like that. For sure. Like Husqvarna has, uh, in my opinion, just the, the right mentality for uh, the Canadian uh, community. Uh, they, they love, regardless if, if you're going out and riding the Enduro, if, you, if you've uh, uh, got, you got a 701 and you're going out on the streets, Regardless of, of uh, it's kind of like the go anywhere, do anything brand, and uh, I think that's kind of uh, I think that's why you guys selected them to be basically uh, the uh, the motocross brand uh, for Blackfoot Direct. Of course, you guys also have Beta uh, motorcycles, but uh, I, like if if I was to choose uh, a brand that you guys uh, uh, I support, uh, Husqvarna is a brand that uh, they they just get it. You know what I mean? They they they, they completely understand, mm-hmm. and uh, like and not to mention the product are pretty good 
Yeah, definitely. They have the, they definitely have that culture. I mean, the, the brands that we have, like I said, Beta Motorcycles as well. Like, I mean, the importer in Canada has really taken a big thing, done cross country demo tours and, and a lot of investment. So they're they're also a, a company that really goes out there and puts it out, which is which is exciting. But like I said, with 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 Husqvarna, we have we have a broad spectrum of of different types of bikes to ride. You know, there's a whole bunch of really cool things uh, to do, and, and uh, you know. You really, you really see the the results out there. I mean, especially like up at the track here, we see a lot more people on the bikes. More people are curious. I mean, we all have to admit KTM has pushed the envelope for a, a long time and made a lot of these manufacturers kind of wake up and realize they have to do something. And you know, at the same time, a lot of people are like, I don't want to be part of that brand. You know, I want to, I want to do something different. Oh well, you know, I'll jump on a, I'll jump on Oskvarna. It's the same type of thing, but it's a, a white bike and uh, a little bit different. So you're capturing a lot of those people as well. I mean, there's no denying that uh, they are one of the most dominant brands out there that are pushing the innovation envelope on a on a regular basis. Oh yeah, getting uh, giving every other brand outside of their comfort zone, pushing innovation and pioneering since. 1903 Husqvarna motorcycles, uh, huge fans of uh, Big MX Radio, and I'm a fan of everyone over there, including uh, Allison, as far as, of course, Bruce, um, uh, Bruce Willis, not that Bruce Willis, the other Bruce Willis, and of yeah. course my, my, my good friend Adrian over <laughs> at uh, Diehard. Oh yeah, Diehard is is he is a Diehard. That guy is uh, yeah. uh, uh, cut from a different cloth when it comes to motorcycles. Yeah. The guy's uh, yeah, Bruce is a good dude. Yeah, he's the guy. That guy. No, is, they're all and they're all the same thing. Everyone that yep. works there is very very passionate about Super what they passionate. do, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and uh, and Allison also comes from a skiing background, skiing and snowboarding. So uh, she totally gets the yeah. Alberta field, doesn't she? Yeah, exactly. Well, she's really good friends with my one neighbor Ryan, who uh, you know uh, was a Burton rep too. So that's where they kind of, kind of, we kind of all came cross paths there. So it's kind of cool. But yeah, once again, it's a from a passion sport to another passion sport. So it's uh, it definitely comes across, you know, when you talk to Allison, and you you can see that you know she gets it and she feels, and everyone that's kind of like in that office works the same. For sure, it's uh, it's the same language, different context when it comes to um, whether it be uh, on snow. Uh, I guess uh, timber sleds is on snow as well, but uh, um, the, the, it's pretty easy to, uh, to 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 understand where that passion comes from. Um, we, we need like like this has been so much fun to have you on, my friend. Uh, we're gonna have to do a, a second one, maybe uh, once uh, that that Calgary motorcycle show rolls back around. Yeah, no, that sounds good. Um, definitely, it's been good uh, reminiscing of a few things and having a, like I said, a little bit of a Manitoba connection there too. So it's always cool. Yeah, two zero four uh, Pride, absolutely. Hmm. So uh, where? Yeah, can I mean, that's, I guess that's the one thing. Oh yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, uh, for for us, yeah, I mean, our website's blackfitdirect.com. Um, that's our general website in regards to we do some you know online sales and stuff through there, but. Obviously, uh, you can connect with us anytime. I, you know, when I, when I'm a, I'm the guy who even phone, um, I'm picking up the phones too. I don't, uh, you know, I still enjoy talking to our customers on the phone. I walk, I'm in the showroom all the time. You know, it's something that I, I still really love. And I mean, we just recently opened up the, our biggest thing is that we just recently got approved as a WP authorized center here in Canada, which is a big That's deal. Cool. I mean, well, I've been drooling over those cone valves and track shocks for years and phoning Kyle down in California all the time. Like, come on, man, you got to set us up. We get so many customers that want this stuff. And, 
well, and no one no one knows where to get it, and we got to send it to the state. So uh, finally, after all the you know the hounding, uh, Kyle was uh, good enough to open us up as an authorized center. So all those sweet cone valves and track shocks and pro components like cartridge kits and all that are now available in Canada. We 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 have that access and. You know, we started up our direct suspension division, which we specialize in WP products because of the fact of our affiliation and our knowledge and right. training. But uh, we also work on everything else. So there's a lot of cool things going on. And uh, feel free to pick up the phone and uh, and uh, give us a call anytime. And more than happy to answer any questions in regards to setup or products or whatever. But uh, if you're ever in Calgary, pop by and, and say hi. It'd be great to see them. Absolutely. I intend to do so. Uh, skiing in Banff is something that needs to happen winter 2000 and, uh, and 19, 18, 19. So uh, you might just find me walking through the doors to get uh, my, my drool on when it comes to that uh, beautiful TC250. And, uh, and good to know that uh, if when, when I need to get my, uh, uh, my TC250 2019 uh, all sprung up right, uh, I just, all I got to do is uh, uh, unbolt my suspension, send it off to Calgary. Yeah, just let us know. We'll send the box so you can put it in as well. Perfect, my friend. That's awesome. Um, Dean Thompson here on the Big MX Radio Podcast. If you haven't already gone over to blackfootdirect.com, do it right now. Easy to navigate, uh, whether it's the showroom, the parts and accessories, uh, the gear, the suspension service. Uh, just get, get in there, uh, figure out all things uh, that you uh, didn't already know about Blackfoot Direct. Follow them on Instagram, at Blackfoot Direct on Instagram. And uh, yeah, Dean, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Let's do this again sometime. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Rad. Appreciate it. And uh, anytime you're in the community, come on by and uh, hang out. All right, man. It's a date. Don't hang up just yet, for, but for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there.